Section 11.2, the process of cell division. For this section, I highly encourage you not only to listen to it, um, but also to look at all the illustrations. So, you know, you could listen to the, this, you know, one time and then maybe listen to it again while you have the PDF open so you can take a look and um, see all the things that the text is referencing. What role does cell division play in your life? You know that small children get bigger every year. This growth depends on the production of new cells through cell division. But what happens when you're finished growing? Does cell division simply stop? Now think of what must be happening with your body when your body heals a cut or a broken bone. Where do the cells come from that heal that cut in your skin or seal together the fractured ends of the bone? Next, think about the daily wear and tear on your skin and on the cells of your digestive system. How about the red blood cells that live for only about four months in your circulatory system? Where do the cells that replace them come from? The more you think about it, the more you will realize that cell division doesn't stop when we stop growing. In fact, cell division takes place all the time, keeping us healthy by replacing worn cells and regenerating the tissue we lose to injury or disease. Chromosomes. What would happen if a cell were to simply split in two without any advanced preparation? the results would be disastrous, especially if some of the cell's essential genetic information wound up in one of the daughter cells, but not in the other one. In order to make sure this doesn't happen, cells first make a complete copy of their genetic information before cell division begins. Even a small cell like the bacterium E. coli has a tremendous amount of genetic information in the form of DNA. In fact, the total length of this bacterium's DNA molecule is 1.6 millimeters, roughly 1,000 times longer than the cell itself. In terms of scale, imagine a 300-meter rope stuffed into a school backpack. Cells can handle such large molecules only by careful packaging. Genetic information is bound into packages of DNA known as chromosomes. Prokaryotic chromosomes. Prokaryotic cells lack membrane-bound nuclei and many of the organelles found in eukaryotes. The DNA molecules of prokaryotic cells are found in the cytoplasm, along with most of the other contents of the cell. Most prokaryotes contain a single, single circular DNA chromosome, as you can see in figure 11.6. That circular DNA contains all, or nearly all, of the cell's genetic information. Eukaryotic chromosomes. Eukaryotic cells generally have much more DNA than prokaryotes have, and therefore they contain multiple chromosomes. Fruit flies, for example, have eight chromosomes per cell. Carrot cells have 18, and human cells have 46. The chromosomes in eukaryotic cells contain DNA tightly bound to proteins known as histones. This complex of DNA and protein is referred to as chromatin. DNA coils tightly around the histones and together the DNA and histone molecules form bead-like structures called nucleosomes. Nucleosomes pack together to form thick fibers which condense even further during cell division. 
The X-like chromosome shape you often see drawn in textbooks is actually a duplicated chromosome with a supercoiled chromatin as shown in figure 11.7. Why do cells go to such lengths to package their DNA into chromosomes? One of the principal reasons is to ensure the equal division of DNA when the cell divides. Chromosomes are precisely separated into two daughter cells during cell division. Here's a reading check. Compare. How are the chromosomes in eukaryotic cells different from those in prokaryotic cells? The cell cycle. Cells go through a series of events known as the cell cycle as they grow and divide. During the cell cycle, a cell grows, prepares for division, and then divides to form two daughter cells. Each daughter cell then moves into a new cell cycle of activity, growth, and division. The prokaryotic cell cycle. The prokaryotic cell cycle is a regular pattern of growth, DNA replication, and cell division that takes place very rapidly under ideal conditions. Researchers are just beginning to understand how the cycle works in prokaryotes and relatively little is known about its details. What is known is that most prokaryotic cells begin to replicate or copy their DNA chromosomes once they have grown to a certain size. When DNA replication is complete or nearly complete, the cell begins to divide. The process of cell division in prokaryotes is a form of asexual reproduction known as binary fission. Once the chromosome has been replicated, the two DNA molecules attach to different regions of the cell membrane. A network of fibers forms between them, stretching from one side of the cell to the other. These fibers constrict and the cell is pinched inward, dividing the cytoplasm and chromosomes between two newly formed cells. Binary fission results in the production of two genetically identical cells. Okay, so that was all about prokaryotic cell cycle. Let's talk about the eukaryotic cell cycle. In contrast to prokaryotes, much more is known about the eukaryotic cell cycle. As you can see in figure 11.8, the eukaryotic cell cycle consists of four stages. Okay, they're called G1, S, G2, and M. Don't worry, we're going to go over this in class. The length of each stage of the cell cycle and the length of the entire cell cycle varies depending on the type of cell. At one time, biologists described the life of a cell as one cell divides, as one cell division after another, separated by an in-between period of growth called interphase. We now appreciate that a great deal happens in the time between cell divisions. So interphase is now divided into three phases, G1, S, and G2. So now we're gonna talk about what those mean. G1. Cell growth. Cells do most of their growing during the G1 phase. In this phase, cells increase in size and synthesize new proteins and organelles. The G in G1 and G2 stands for gap. But the G1 and G2 phases are actually periods of intense growth and activity. S, this is the next one, S phase, and it's DNA replication. The G1 phase is followed by the S phase. The S stands for synthesis. 
During the S phase, new DNA is synthesized as the chromosomes are replicated. By the end of the S phase, the cell contains twice as much DNA as it did at the beginning of the phase. G2, preparing for cell division. When DNA replication is completed, the cell enters the G2 phase. G2 is usually the shortest of the three phases. During the G2 phase, many of the organelles and molecules required for cell division, required for cell division are produced. When the events of the G2 phase are completed, the cell is ready to enter the M phase and begin the process of cell division. M phase, cell division. The M phase of the cell cycle, which follows interphase, produces two daughter cells. The M phase takes its name from the process of mitosis. During the normal cell cycle, interphase can be quite long. In contrast, the process of cell division usually takes place quickly. In eukaryotes, cell division occurs in two main stages. Two main stages. The first stage of the process, the division of the cell nucleus, is called mitosis. The second stage, the division of the cytoplasm, is called cytokinesis. In many cells, the two stages may overlap so that cytokinesis begins while mitosis is still taking place. All right, now we're going to talk specifically about mitosis. Mitosis. Biologists divide the events of mitosis into four phases, prophase, metaphase, anaphase, and telophase. Depending on the type of cell, mitosis may last anywhere from a few minutes to several days. Prophase. The first phase of mitosis, prophase, is usually the longest and may take up to half of the total time required to complete mitosis. During prophase, the genetic material inside the nucleus condenses and the duplicated chromosomes become visible. Outside the nucleus, a spindle starts to form. During prophase, each duplicated chromosome condenses to appear as two thick strands known as sister chromatids attached at a point called the centromere. When the process of mitosis is complete, the sister chromatids will have separated, each to one of the daughter cells. Also during prophase, the cell starts to build a spindle, a fan-like system of microtubules that will help separate the duplicated chromosomes. Spindle fibers extend from a region called the centrosome, where tiny paired structures called centrioles are located. Early in prophase, the centrioles move toward opposite ends or poles of the cell. Plant cells lack centrioles and organize spindles directly from their centrosome regions. Okay, so that was prophase. Now let's get into metaphase. The second phase of mitosis, metaphase, is generally the shortest. During metaphase, the centromeres of the duplicated chromosomes line up across the center of the cell. Spindle fibers connect the centromere of each chromosome to the two poles of the spindle, the cell is now ready to separate those sister chromatids. I always remember metaphase because those uh, duplicated chromosomes are lined up in the middle. So middle and metaphase. Anaphase. The third phase of mitosis, anaphase, begins when sister chromatids suddenly separate and begin to move apart. 
Once anaphase begins, each sister chromatid is now considered an individual chromosome. During anaphase, the chromosomes separate and move along spindle fibers to opposite ends of the cell. Anaphase movement requires the rapid disassembly of microtubules as chromosomes move toward the poles of the meiotic spindle. Anaphase comes to an end when this movement stops and the chromosomes are completely separated into two groups. The microtubules that once made up the meiotic spindle have almost completely disassembled by the end of anaphase. I think anaphase is the most exciting because you can see those sister chromatids separate and now they are considered individual chromosomes and they're actually moving. They're moving to like two ends of the cell. Telophase. Following anaphase is telophase, the final phase of mitosis. During telophase, the chromosomes, which were distinct and condensed, begin to spread out into a tangle of chromatin. A nuclear envelope reforms around each cluster of chromosomes and gradually a nucleolus becomes visible in each daughter nucleus. Mitosis is complete, but the process of cell division has one more step. Okay, reading check, review. What structures are responsible for the movement of chromosomes to the center of the cell in metaphase and their separation in anaphase? Okay, so now we have our genetic material. It's on two different ends of a cell. So there's a pile of genetic material on one end. It's surrounded by a membrane and another pile of genetic material on the other end, also is surrounded by a membrane. And so we are ready for cytokinesis. As the, result of as the result of mitosis, two nuclei, each with a duplicate set of chromosomes, are formed. All that remains to complete the M phase of the cycle is cytokinesis, the division of the cytoplasm to form two separate cells. Cytokinesis usually occurs at the same time as telophase. Cytokine cytokinesis completes the process of cell division by dividing one cell into two. The process of cytokinesis differs in plant and animal cells as shown in figure 11.9. Cytokinesis in animal cells. During cytokinesis in most animal cells, the cell membrane is drawn inward until the cytoplasm is pinched into two nearly equal parts. Each part contains its own nucleus and cytoplasmic organelles. Cytokinesis in plant cells. Cytokinesis in plant cells proceeds differently. The cell membrane is not flexible enough to draw inward because of the rigid cell wall that surrounds it. Instead, a structure known as a cell plate forms halfway between the divided nuclei. The cell plate gradually develops into cell membranes that separate the two daughter cells. A cell wall then forms in between the two new membranes completing the process. Okay, so some key questions from this. What are chromosomes? How are they different in prokaryotes and eukaryotes? What is the cell cycle? What happens during each of the four phases of mitosis? What happens during cytokinesis? And there's a very nice diagram on page 349. 
that I highly recommend you taking a look at. Thank you.